shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. What you want is sometimes far from what you get. At Harry Ritchie's, we want you to get the heart-stopping, high-fiving diamond gift you want and pay for it the way you want. Our in-house financing lets you make payments that fit your budget and your life. Plus, at Harry Ritchie's, our jewelry is priced at an everyday, real price. That means you get all of the dazzle with none of the haggling. More boom for your buck. Now open at Clackamas Promenade. Harry Ritchie's, truly you. Hey, everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime, and let's talk about AEW's revolution that took place on March 7th, 2021. The episode before, episode 9, I discussed the Moxley-Omega match. Felt like, you know, that was enough for one episode. Let's talk about the rest of the pay-per-view. Um, like I said, I'm not going to probably go in order. I'm going to kind of hit and miss, but I'm not going to put them in like worst to best or best to worst or anything like that. I'm just going to talk about the different matches that come to mind. The first one that comes to me is the buy-in match. A lot of people, I think, when they heard this match, uh, Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel slash Reba. Um, they were like, who? What are they doing? Blah, blah, and, and, and everything kind of started. Well, I don't know that it should have. I think people should have gave it a chance. And I think the people who did were surprised. And I think they were pleasantly surprised. Um... The buy-in match is supposed to be a match that is given away for free, and it was on YouTube, and it's to get anybody last minute who is wondering, should I buy this pay-per-view and tune in and see what's going on? If you were a real wrestling fan, and you kind of enjoyed this match, if you were a casual wrestling fan, you probably enjoyed this match. Now, why? Well, because they had an angle on this match. As far as Nyla Rose had attacked Rebel, Reba, whatever you call her. Um, and she was hurt. So, Dr. Britt Baker wrote her an excuse, which Tony Khan, the owner of the company, did not accept. Stated that Britt Baker was a doctor, yes, but she's a dentist, and she can't write doctor's excuses for her legs and ankles like a Reba slash Rebel will supposedly have. So they told us that they then went to the team doctor of the Jacksonville Jaguars and got an excuse. 
Well, Tony Khan, since he helps his family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, really couldn't say, well, my doctor didn't, you know, doesn't know what he's talking about. So he accepted that and allowed Britt Baker to get another partner. There was speculation of who this partner would be. Of course, I speculated, since she had earlier wrote a tweet asking Scott Demore when was someone going to walk through the forbidden door? When was a woman going to be allowed to walk through the forbidden door and take one Deanna Perrazzo for her world championship? And when she tweeted that out, I thought, oh my gosh, her and Britt Baker are real-life fans. Are we going to see Deanna Perrazzo come walking through on that buy-in? No, no, we're not. Well, okay, Tolly just wrestled his first match in years. Are we going to see Tessa Blanchard walk through the forbidden door? No. It was Maki Ito who won everyone over in the Japanese tournament. She is the middle finger flying, um, bad girl, fallen idol, and she pumped up the crowd with her energy, her excitement, her cussing. Uh, it, it was wild. But the stars of this show were Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. And I want to see them in a one-on-one -on -one match because, you know, obviously they can hook up and make magic. And so I hope we get to see that soon. I felt like this buy-in did its job of getting people excited and seeing, oh my gosh, they're not afraid to surprise us on the free part of the show. Wonder what they're going to do. In the pay-per-view. So I think that that was a nice little touch. So Britt Baker, with the help of Rebel slash Reba and Maki Ito, of course, won. Um, they were attacked after the match. Um, or I should say Thunder Rosa and Rio were attacked after the match by Nala Rose and and so, you know, that led to that. Well, another match that comes to mind is Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. I was kind of middle of the road on this match for the simple fact I really felt like this could have been an AEW Dark match. Or excuse me, an AEW Dynamite match. Um, I don't think that this was pay-per-view worthy. I don't think that it was the build-up that we needed for this match. I think the pay-per-view match is when Trent comes back. Since they are the ones that hurt Trent and have put him out all these months with a torn peck. 
Chuck Taylor just being a young boy to to Miro. I don't I don't know that that was pay per view worthy. I don't know that them uh, making a mess of their wedding was was you know pay per view worthy. So I really had problems with this match because of that. I don't think that they really brought it other than Miro. And that's the reason why I'm middle of the road on this match is because of Miro. Miro became the monster he always should have been from the get-go, from coming into AEW. This is who he should have been. He should have been throwing people around. He should have been punishing people. He should have uh, been very dominant. And I don't feel like that they played him that way until now. So that made this match worth watching, was just seeing how dominant Miro was going to be. And were they going to let him succeed? Which, yes, they did. They let him put the submission hold on Chuck Taylor and win the match. And I think that's what they had to do. Now... I think this needs to be over. Miro needs to move on to singles. And if they want to revisit this when Trent comes back, that's cool. But this needs to move move on. You know, Kip needs to go back to a single career. Miro definitely needs to be in a singles career. And then Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor can do whatever they want. Moving on to the big money match. With Adam Page and, and Matt Hardy. I thought this was a fairly decent match. I was impressed that Matt Hardy, at his age, was as quick as he is. He has gotten in excellent shape. Um, Adam Page sold his moves so well. He took the twist of fate unbelievably well and sold the right part of the body. Um, the twist of fate, as Matt Hardy has said numerous times, is an, like a neck breaker, a upper, right around the neck, part of the back uh, problem. It's not a lower back problem, which is what a lot of people want to sell, and it's not. Adam Page sold it correctly. He sold a lot of Matt Hardy's moves correctly. Love the chemistry and the tension between them and them fighting over their first quarter earnings. And realizing that it's not only he's getting Matt Hardy's first quarter earnings. Remember, he is the manager of private party. So Matt Hardy gets 30% of their earnings in AEW and 50% of their earnings in Impact Wrestling. So no wonder Private Party came out to help. Because even though that money's gone to Matt Hardy, you still don't want to see your money then be transferred to Adam Page. And it looks like Private Party has really bought in to Matt Hardy's style and his thinking and all of that. Plus, he's giving out bonuses. So, having Private Party get involved didn't surprise me. 
It also really, when I sat down and thought about it, didn't surprise me that Dark Order came out to help Hangman Page. That's the group that they are now. They turned babyface tonight as we saw them. And all seven of them, boom, are now babyfaces. And they, with them catching Hangman Page and putting him back in the ring, showed their support and that they literally had his back. And so him getting to do the buckshots lariat and win... And then they carried on the storyline. You got to see, if you were watching on social media, Matt Hardy tweet, I don't know, about a half an hour, 45 minutes after this match to his wife and tell her how sorry it is and could she cancel them building the boys' racetrack in the backyard and that he would make up the money and for her please not to be upset. And and she responded in kind in kayfabe when Adam Hangman Page went into the media scrum they asked him what was he going to buy with the money. He answered, you know, he was going to pay off some of his, his mortgage. He was going to buy a snapper lawnmower. And then the rest of it, he thought that he would walk around Jacksonville and give it to the people that are hanging out on the streets. I thought that, I was like, oh, that is kayfabe. But then the follow-up question I asked, are you now going to join the Dark Order? And he was like, no, no, no. I've already been part of a group. I don't want to do that again. So I thought that was excellent. It was, it, it fit. You know, it was, it was good for that to be happening. Then, you know, the next thing that catches my mind is the face of the revolution ladder match. And everybody was making fun of the brass ring looking like Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog. But what else did you think about brass ring was going to look like? Um, you know, because you've got to go fairly big for it to show up on TV, you can't have a little teeny tiny one. People would have been making fun of that too. So I'm not sure what people expected. And they didn't want to do a briefcase. You're not carrying it around. You're getting your your match on Wednesday night. So it's something you don't carry around. And I thought this match... Could have stole the show. With Cody, Scorpio Sky, Penta, and Lance Archer, Max Caster. And then they announced one of the surprises, Ethan Page. All ego. Now, I pretty much thought this is who it was going to be marked out when it was. He is an unbelievable performer. Um, his character work is unbelievable. You guys, if you don't, because I know a lot of people on Twitter were saying who, well, go to YouTube. Go see his work on the indies. Go see his work as the Karate Man. Go to his own YouTube channel. 
uh, go to Impact Archives and see the runs that he has had with his partner, Josh Alexander, as the North. He is just unbelievable. He had a tremendous, bloody, uh, excellent wrestled matches throughout the indie circuit with Darby Allen. And I mean, they were, they were tremendous. He had a couple matches with Cody that were unbelievable on the indie circuits. Go watch them. And seeing this ladder match, the creative moves, but also the wrestling moves that they actually did. Penta, of course, is back. He is not injured anymore, and he proved that tonight. Um... Scorpio Sky, I can't say enough good things about him. He also proved that he is back from injury. And I can't wait to see him wrestle Darby Allen. I think that's going to be a really cool match. I'm glad that they gave it to Scorpio Sky. I know a lot of you were predicting Lance Archer. And when it looked like Cody might win it, a lot of you were throwing fits. Please don't have Cody versus Darby 100. Well, they didn't, but they wanted to tease that. I really thought that Ethan Page was going to win. I really did. And I was kind of in the back of my mind, in my heart, I think, I wanted Penta to win. But having Scorpio Sky, they have wanted to strap a rocket to him and he got injured. So they're giving him another opportunity. And and I really enjoy that. A lot of people thought that the AEW Women's Championship match was going to be a time to go to the bathroom. Guys, it wasn't. Her and Mitsunami put on a heck of a match. I can't say a, a, enough good things about Shadia. I really can't. I think that she was unbelievable in this pay-per-view. I think that she really was exciting. She kept the energy level up. She had a couple new moves. Um, I really want to see her and Thunder Rosa, her and Britt Baker, I want to see Deanna Perrazzo walk through that fit forbidden door. I want to see Shadia and Deanna Perrazzo. I um, also wouldn't mind um, Shadia and Jordan Grace. Um, I I'm enjoying, you know, Shadia's run and Mitsunami for her being ready to retire you know, two years ago, and sticking with it in order to get to AEW. I enjoyed that story, and I enjoyed her wrestling. She's a performer, and I think that she is really, if she stays here, is going to make a name for herself in, on AEW Dark, because I figure that that's where they're put her first. And then she'll make her way back up to AEW Dynamite, and I think this will will be really good for her. Now the um casino tag team battle royal. 
guys, I'll be honest with you. I kind of thought Santina and Ortiz, LAX, Proud and Powerful, whatever you want to call them, I thought that they would do better. I was pleasantly surprised with Bear Country. I'm very impressed with them. I hope that they get uh, going and we get to see them. The one that I missed and was looking forward to, I thought that they would probably finish third, was Top Flight. Where were our two young brothers? You know, um, I wanted to know where were the Martin brothers? Um, I, I really wanted to see Top Flight and what they could do. Now, having Jungle Boy and Pac and Ray Phoenix basically be the last three, I was I was excited. I enjoy the Death Triangle. However, when I think of the tag team of the Death Triangle, of course, I think of Ray Phoenix and Penta, not Ray Phoenix and Pac. And so them winning, I loved it. And I think those two going up against the Young Bucks is going to be unbelievable. Now, I realize that um, Nick Jackson is a little hurt. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I think Ray Phoenix versus Matt Jackson this Wednesday night will be a barn burner. Ray Phoenix is on a roll, and he is looking unbelievable now another one that I thought just showed up and really caught everybody's attention was Jungle Boy and if you have been listening to me for any length of time then you know that I am in love with most of the hot stars um, the young stars in AEW. Um, there's like five, six, seven of them as far as Jungle Boy, uh, Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, um, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Wardlow. Um, trying to think of the others. I know I'm leaving some out. MJF, uh, of course. So that's the thing. I can't wait for these guys to get pushed in to get back in the game, and I'm excited that they showed that with Jungle Boy, with him getting his um, own theme song with Tarzan uh, that Tony Khan bought for him. I really look for them to, to have a strong push with him, and he is coming into his own. Whoever he's been training and working with has really helped him out with a lot of his transitions to his moves and his high-flying act. I think him getting to take on people like Ray Phoenix has helped him tremendously. Um, Then we had what I thought was probably the live match of the night being the AEW World Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF. First of all, I have to say props to Chris Jericho. To be in this sport for 30 years, I mean, when I was a kid, 
he started. I remember Y2J, you know? And so, he, I think, is making his way up to being on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, being in the top five, top ten, easily. And I think he has proven that. Did you guys see, you know, the line salt that he did to, um, I believe it was Matt Jackson, who was hanging over the rope. It, I was like, oh my gosh, I had to mark out for, for that. It was a fast-paced match. Chris Jericho kept up. The Young Bucks and all of their moves, they were pulling out all of their tricks. And of course, I can't say enough about MJF. I love him. I know most of you hate him, but I do. I love him. I think that he plays the perfect uh, heel, and he is an old school wrestler that does some fantastic moves. They're old moves with a new twist. And MJF, if he wants to fly, if you will go back to YouTube and watch some of his other matches when he was very young, he learned, you know, when he was about 21, 22, hey, that flying, high-flying stuff, especially to the outside of the ring, is where you possibly are going to be getting hurt. And he just doesn't do it anymore. He kind of stays on the ground. Like I said, he's old school. And I like that. That's different. And his selling has gotten a lot better. I just loved this match and the story that they told. And I love that the Young Bucks come back and won. And I would have picked him if I would have done a prediction thing. Because it's so obvious that... At May, at double or nothing, they're going up against the Good Brothers. There's not a doubt in my mind. They are setting it up where they're going to be going against the Good Brothers. And I cannot wait for those two styles to get in the ring. And then, of course, the surprise of the night, which if you listen to anyone on um, any podcast or any um, radio program you looked in the dirt sheets, anything like that, you pretty much knew they had signed Christian. Me, personally, I was wanting it to be Nick Aldis. I was hoping that they and Billy Corgan could work out some kind of deal. I know Nick Aldis is the face of NWA and the 10 pounds of gold. But I was hoping that he would sign a part-time contract with AEW and be featured not only on NWA Power, but on AEW Dynamite. Was I disappointed that it was Christian? A little bit because of the way it was hyped up. Was I expecting CM Punk? No. No, CM Punk is not wrestling anymore. He wants to be a commentator. 
Am I shocked that they didn't hire him over Big Show? Yes, but I don't think that he, I think he wants too much money to be a commentator. He wants wrestler pay in order to be a commentator, and they're not going to do that. Because he doesn't want to wrestle. And did I think it was going to be Brock Lesnar? No, not this close to WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar was not going to sign a contract knowing that the closer they get to WrestleMania, the more WWE is going to offer him. Now, had this been after WrestleMania, then I might have put some, um, you know, pennies on Brock Lesnar being the mystery. But no, I'm glad it was Christian. I think Christian uh, is going to be good for the locker room, just like Sting is. I think him working with new talent, he's in what he considers the best shape of his life. And I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised with him. The cinematic match of the night, which I know um, it's it, it was a match, but yet not, um, was unbelievable. I love Darby Allen. Um, he said in the scrum later, he'd been working on this for months. Um, he had had this vision for over a year of this, uh, happening that he had worked with Taz, that he had worked with Sting and how thankful he was and how he had done about 90% of the work that he stayed up late nights, and that's one of the reasons why he hadn't been defending his title, and that Ricky Starks had been helping him. And he gave big props to him. And I want Darby Allen as a film producer on more cinematic matches, because the cinematic match that happened between Britt Baker and Big Swole, if you go back and watch that, that was a big old joke compared to this one. Um, this cinematic match told a story. And the way that Brian Cage was shot, he looked like the Incredible Hawk at times. Coming through those shadows with his muscles bulging. Ricky Starks coming back from getting hit you know, with the bat, and then him having the nerve to tell Sting that he wasn't an icon, that he was just somebody that used a bat and talking trash, and Sting throwing the bat, and then still getting beat up. I I was like, yeah! You know, the ending segment where Darby jumps off and hits the elbow, to Brian Cage, and they go flying, you know, floors down, and the wonder, is Darby hurt, how is he going to defend his championship Wednesday against Scorpio Sky, um, I thought that they, that cliffhanger that they had there, I thought that was awesome, this was an unbelievable street fight cinematic match. It was better than Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. It, in my opinion, is probably ranked second to the Boneyard match. Um, I think that it was better shot and 
probably edited, put together, had a better storyline um, than the Stampede match. But it's also easier to concentrate on four people rather than, what, ten, I think, within that match. So, um, that. But overall, I thought this was a really good pay-per-view. Was it as good as last year's? Uh, I don't know. This is kind of a middle-of-the-road um, program. Like I said, you know, I felt like best friends, uh, Miro and Kip Saban, really could have been an AEW um, uh, Dynamite match. I'm not too sure that Adam Page, Matt Hardy, even though it was good, couldn't have been a Dynamite match. Um, that's the thing, is the storytelling has to almost be perfect. And like I said in the previous episode, the World Championship, the exploding barbed wire match, don't let the last 30 seconds fool you or destroy the two-year story that they told. Uh, Please do not allow that. I can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday night. And I think that's what a pay-per-view is supposed to do, is to continue that episodic uh, TV series that they've got going on and seeing now. Where do these stories go? And the stories that they possibly created coming out of this pay-per-view, how are they going to get told? So can't wait for Wednesday night. I hope you can't either. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, protests, anything at all, you guys can write me at wrestling or pro wrestling overtime. Excuse me, let me do that again. Pro wrestling OT at gmail.com. You can tweet me at Pro Overtime, that's two O's, Pro Overtime, on Twitter. I look forward to hearing from you guys, I really do. I'm glad that some of you tweeted me back um, during the pay-per-view, and uh, we're trying to build up our listeners' base and get you guys responding. So, um, I look forward to talking to you guys soon, and I'll see you around. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.